In Lingua Podcast live from Dessau is broadcast from Middle Deutschland and features all things languages. The show is hosted by our teachers, presenting students and guests from all walks of language learning experiences. To tipsy breakout music. It's Lagos Evil Boy. Flocken wie Feuer, flocken wie Feuer Hold up, can I get a minute? I wanna talk something that I really mean Can I be your gentleman? Make I be your gentleman Hold up, can I get a minute? I wanna talk something that I really mean Can I be your gentleman? Make I be your gentleman Today we welcome to Tipsy to Enlingua podcast live from Dessau. To Tipsy is a singer, a songwriter, and performer working to bring people together through his music. With over 1 million listeners across all digital platforms, To Tipsy's music is more than just music. To Tipsy. That's an interesting name. Tell us more about it. Oh, yeah, Too Tipsy was a name given to me by my brother. Uh, we were teenagers at that um, at that point. It was like Too Tips. I was like, ah, yeah, it sounds good, but it's not funny enough. Then I was like, maybe Too Tipsy. And over the years, I've grown to accept that name. And even where I actually work, even professionally, people call me Too Tipsy, Too Tipsy. Uh, and the... Uh, Funny thing about it is that in any room I find myself, I make everyone go to Tipsy. <laughs> so to Tipsy is actually a nickname. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to tell us your real name? Yeah. My name is Aditayo Manua, and um, you can call me Two Tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be easier to call you Two Tipsy. Yeah. yeah. So to Tipsy, where are you from? I am from Nigeria. I grew up in Lagos. But I'm originally from Undo State in Nigeria. Okay. And what languages do you speak? Oh, thank you. You just took me back home. Um, I my mother's tongue is Yoruba, and we were we had to learn English in schools because um, um, English is the official language, and we have a very special language that I think should be the official language of Nigeria called the Broken English, also called the Pidgin English. And now I currently speak German, mm -hmm. B2 level. I try. I think so. Yeah, but that's, I think, four languages now. Can you teach me something in Broken English real quick? Oh, yeah. Gerne. <laughs> With pleasure. I'll do that. <laughs> um, um, I like to talk to you. That is to say, that means um, I like talking to you. Okay. Yeah. And how would you say, I'll call you later on tonight? I go call you later for night. I go call you later tonight. Oh, yeah, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we should start teaching broken English. <laughs> in, in English. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's going to really... Um, I. Sh Take, it's going to take your your uh, your students away from proper English grammar because the grammar is totally different. <laughs> so you say that English is one of the official languages of Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So does that mean 
you started studying it in like kindergarten or yeah. elementary school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What languages did you speak at home? Yoruba language with my grandmom. Um, I struggle with that. I'm not. I'm not proud of that. But I don't know why. It's something I need to fix in my head. I don't know why is that. But I speak Yoruba language at home with my grandmom. But basically, my friends broken English and. Sometimes my mom, I speak English with her, and yeah, okay, it's kind of multicultural, bilingual, all the linguas together in one household. Okay, so how did you end up in Dessau? Ah, uh, yeah, I think fate. That's okay, I found myself in Dessau. I was like, okay, I wanted a new shift in my life. Let me just come and do my masters, and let's see what happens. I've always been doing music, mm -hmm. but I just felt like okay. Let's do something else. And I find myself in Dessau to study my first master's in architecture and cultural heritage, which mm -hmm. is formerly called monumental heritage. And yeah, that was it. And where did you study for your undergraduate? I studied at an Ocean State University in Oshogbo. That's um, the capital city of Ocean State. And yeah, and it's also in the southwest of Nigeria. Okay. So how did you get into music then? I like this question so much. I've been doing music since I was a child, and I've always I grew up with a lot of inferiority complex, and I and music found me, and music gave me a voice. So I think since I was seven years old, I found music found me. And what type of music did you start listening to? Ah, yeah, oh yeah, couple of Afrobeat music from the great Fela and Nicolas Bokuti. That was what my master's thesis was about. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of myself for that. And um, uh, I also listened to a lot of Bob Marley, Michael Jackson, okay. a lot, Whitney Houston, Craig David, a different different um, genre of music. And um, yeah, also gospel music because uh, I studied in the choir okay. as a child. And can you tell our listeners what is Afrobeat music? Afrobeat music originated in... West Africa, Nigeria, that's what I would say. And Afrobeat music is like a, it's a combination of jazz, blues, and high life at the same time. And um, it has its roots from Afro, Afri Afro. And also it's, um, it's just like it says, Afro and the beat. It comes with the rhythm. The rhythm has to be there. So when you recognize some jazz feel and really nice rhythm, some Afri uh, African rhythm, and mm -hmm. you have a feeling that's Afrobeat music. Okay. What was your favorite Michael Jackson song? <laughs> oh, nice. Thank you for that question. I was, I, you, like, you ask really good questions. All of them. Okay. Basically, yeah, he was my idol. I listened to Thriller. I listened to You Are Not Alone. I listened to... Um, even back as um, Billy Jean. Yeah, yeah, that was the beginning. That man, God. <laughs> I'll tell you, when the Thriller video uh, came out, it was almost like a movie production. And it was like 10 minutes long uh, yeah, with the storyline yeah, and everything. The, like, yeah. When I was in high school, I loved Michael Jackson. Yeah. 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 Really nice. And Whitney Houston, of course, very popular. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, mm -hmm. we share commonality in music tastes. Oh. That's cool. I, that's, I, I like to talk to him. I said it. I like to do follow you talk. <laughs> Back to Pigeon. <laughs> yeah. When did you start writing your own songs? Uh, a long time ago. I think I started writing since I was in high school. I think since 13, when I was 13 years old. 
So to Tipsy, from first meeting you right now, I can't imagine that you would have an inferiority complex. How did music help you in overcoming these personal obstacles? Yeah, I think the thing that um, actually music at that age gave me was the fact that it made me realize I meant something. And so being on stage, the stage felt like a safe space. And being when people look at me while I sing and realizing how, like, I see the, how they look at me. And I made, it made me feel important. Okay, so I it gave you confidence? It gave me confidence, yeah. I think it has to do with all, it's about self-worth, also how to find it. And I think music was the one that opened my eyes to that. So the lyrics that you're writing as a teenager, mm -hmm. how are you putting that to music? Oh, yeah. <laughs> as a teenager, I was always writing music about feelings, especially love. I had things for girls a lot when I was young. <laughs> it seems just, okay. Yeah, so I was just called writing love songs a lot at the time. And yeah, it was just basically what I was feeling at that point. And also, still the same thing. It was almost about my fantasy, my what I really want, that what I didn't get at that time. I put them down in music. It was like a journal for me. Okay, so did you go to a recording studio and you worked with... I, who's your band? Like, where's oh. the where's the music coming from? Where's, I mean, that's my question. The the root is uh, actually I'll say it's um it's the choir. Okay, that's actually the first one. The choir in church. We sing every Sundays. We had I had a band. We are wrote our songs. Okay, I wrote so you songs. had a band. Yeah, I had a band okay. because as a teenager, apparently then I found myself on the stage having my own kind of swag, having my own kind of charisma on stage I felt mm, I think I'm actually really good in popular music let okay. me just go a little bit and that's why I was able to um, diversify into recording okay, so your first music. concert how old were you when you gave your first concert and mm -hmm. what was the audience what was what was the makeup of the audience yeah I, uh, I still have to go back to the church if I would say my first concert, it, I, I take it as my first performance. How uh -huh. uh, it was, I think my I was like thirteen, and but my audience was their age was like um, diverse age. If I if you guys get me, um, it's more like we have the seniors, we have the younger audience, we have kids, we have everything. So it was everyone, everybody in one place, different age groups. Were you very nervous the first time you on stage? Yes. I was very nervous. I was, I was, I remember a funny time on stage where I was on stage where I was like, I, in the church, we have a different kind of, um, of ways. We have rules to what we say. I remember one time I was like, yes, we are here to entertain you. And everyone looked at me. I was like, this is not the club. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. It was, I had different episodes. That is a funny story. Mm -hmm. When did you first realize that you wanted, this was something you wanted to dedicate your life to? Because it seems like now mm. this is a dedication. Yeah. Like you are a mm. songwriter. Mm -hmm. You are a musician. Mm -hmm. Do you play instruments as well? No, I actually don't play instruments. Okay. Yeah, that's actually very, very interesting um, side of what I really like about, I've considered as a strength because it's not even just about music. It's not just about the instrumentation. It also could be about your voice too. Your voice actually plays a really good role and also how you think about it, mm -hmm. music itself. I've been able to work with different professionals and everyone has their own role. They actually play in music. I think for us, we are just vessels as musicians. Music is bigger 
and us we just just take me music you understand like music we just help to spread okay the ideas of music yeah so where do you draw inspiration for writing now we say from everything that i have been through and people around me and um what i hope to get or what i hope to have yeah so is that from struggles or is it from experiences mm -hmm. or is it from joy like can you give a more concrete example of like something that inspired you um one of my biggest inspiration is my mom i look at her life story and i draw a lot of um inspiration from what um from her experience and so also from my experience and also joy too like you said and um love too even my love stories, I put them in music. So if you want to get to know me personally, listen to my lyrics. So your mother is central to your writing. Mm, yeah, fortunately. And um, I'm actually proud of that. I, I'm trying to look for the word in German. It means different. I don't know. But yeah, you know, with different languages, you have you. I just want to talk a little bit about languages, how sometimes where you have to, you think in German, grammar and you also have to speak english the thing is i've been speaking english all my life and when i started learning german i started to realize how really bad my english is <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing about it is that i don't know why i think it's a structure i try to put everything in, in, in the right context or put it in the right um, um order sometimes i battle with it and also, the thing is, I also really like about learning German is that in in, in southwest or southwest part of Nigeria, we have this problem with the H. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes we confuse the ha sound with the a sound. Okay. And in German, you have to pronounce hallo with the H. So it was really interesting. While learning German, I actually was able to actually conquer that um, side. That I was able to learn how to use the ha correctly, how to use how to differentiate between ha and ah. You know what I mean, okay, right? I know what you mean. Yeah. So busy. Yeah, it's been an interesting journey okay. to learn different languages too. Yeah. How did you find out about the Bauhaus program here in Dessau? Oh yeah, thanks to the internet, and um, also yeah, the the thing about it was I was just looking for a space to actually do something that has to do that is open to design mm -hmm. in terms of um like different kind of design in different ways without the function and the form where i just thought about it i was like okay and it sounds interesting with the history of the bar house where i was trying to make a research on the portal that was offered to international students okay yeah did you buy a grammar book in nigeria before you came to <laughs> Germany? I like this question because I always talk about it with my brother. Um, the thing is that I kind of really regret something. While as a kid, we had the opportunity to have this grammar book called the Praetor Grammar. I did not pay attention to buying that okay. book. And whenever my teacher said, go and buy that book, I don't come home to tell mom because I said, mom, we have to buy that book. And that would have helped me a lot in my my in my grammar <laughs> a lot so if i'm to go back i'll pick up that book <laughs> yeah. so you came to germany yeah 
Did you take the German courses offered at the Bauhaus to the international students? Y yeah, of course. Um, we had to take um, two levels, um, not really two levels, two classes in mm -hmm. different semesters, German, A1 level. I had to do that. And yeah, I actually did three. I took the opportunity to take another taught, another um, taught class. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then I was also opportune to take an intensive German language course, which helped, really helped my German offered by the University okay. of Hochschulanhalt. Okay. Were you a bigger star in Nigeria or when you came to Germany, did you blossom as a superstar? Yeah, um, to be honest, I think my... And my career actually blossomed in Germany. Yeah, that I would say, honestly. And yeah, I was the best version I could be in Nigeria. But I think I was I had the opportunity to touch a, div, a diverse audience, I think global audience, if okay. I would say that, because um, Dessau has the opportunity for you to study with a lot of international students from okay. different parts of the world. So I think that's the, that's the thing about studying in Germany and... That, that helped my music. So just the exposure to the mm -hmm. international community, the mm -hmm. diversity of Dessau has sort of relaunched your musical career. Yeah. That's fantastic. What inspiration are you finding here in Germany to continue your musical endeavors? Oh, yeah. I think the thing about it is that what I like about moving to um, Germany, I would say actually Dessau really played a big role. I actually come from a city that has over 20 million people <laughs> and it's totally different from living in Dessau of 80,000 people coming it's my first time abroad the winter gray no sun I definitely had the wrong clothes and the wrong shoes I think the 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 um the quietness in Dessau give me more time to be creative mm -hmm. I was less distracted and so I went deep into my core and also I was able to ac access what was going on around me. I think that's the beautiful thing that helped my music. You know, it might have been the quietness because mm -hmm. after eight o'clock, <laughs> yeah, you can think. Yeah, I can think. <laughs> yeah, stimmt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Very true. Yeah, that's, I think, yeah. So I want to get into your volunteerism in the community. Mm-hmm. How did that start? Oh, yeah. I think we all have the power to become a point of light. I was opportune to just be in my room making music. And there was a project that was actually, that was taught by a lady from um, Pakistan. She was like, oh, she has these ideas that, um, that she would like me to be part of it. And that's when the Homies and Homies project started. And I was introduced to going to the old folks' home. And then I saw something different. I don't know. It was just, it felt different, totally different. And since then, since 2018, I've always been involved in social project. That my life changed. I saw something else that I cannot explain with words. I cannot, it's only when you experience it that you can actually share that. But yeah. So you're volunteering in a nursing home. Yeah. How did the residents react when they first saw you? Uh -huh. You know, I had to conquer, first of all, my fear. The first, like, okay, when I was asked to come to this home, I was like, mm -mm, okay, let's go. 
It's trying to be positive. The beautiful thing is that I was there and I was, I would use the word disappointed. My expectations were not really, was not really positive, but I was, I was um, welcomed with so much embrace and with warm embrace. That's what I would say. And there were, I felt also the same feeling when you be on stage and you feel like you felt important. I felt exotic, if that's what I mean. <laughs> Your role was, I still don't understand, like, mm. were you there as a musician? Yeah. Okay, so you were performing for the senior citizens. Mm. Yeah. Ah, we, we, okay. The idea was to make a band with the senior citizens. That's <coughs> what the Homies and Homies project was about. Mm -hmm. We wanted to make a band between international students and um, and the seniors in, um, in, in the um, old home. Yeah, that was the plan. And then we had a wonderful um, project together we had a performance we launched this project and the idea we made music together we sang german hold um, folk songs we sang some folk songs international songs was this at one nursing center yeah just one okay. before was this connected to the one community project i do the, the thing about this project is that it actually grew into the one community project okay yeah that's actually it, it it's like the words it's so simple one community we thought about in the first projects of the homies and homies it was just the international students and the seniors but one community project is not just about that it's everyone from different age groups every cultures every sex everyone did you receive any type of funding for the one community project did it come from the city or did it come from the federal state yeah, yeah, wonderful question. Yeah, one community project was actually supported by the university okay. and supported financially supported by the DAAD, which is in charge of um, the the international academic um, side of, um, of 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 Germany, and um, we were also funded by the FIFA Gestata, which is also from the city too, and yeah, we got some support from these um, bodies they are the stakeholders of this project in 2017-19 so how can people get involved in this project uh, yeah it's um, it's basically simple the most important thing is you reach out um, it's open for everybody that's that is has to be that's I have to make clear we already have a, um, a like a like a Facebook page mm -hmm. where you can reach out to us and you if you have any wonderful initiative we definitely we are open to work with anyone Okay. And it's working with people in the community from all walks of life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the vision. Okay. That's nice. It's a good project. So it's initiated by the university. So to Tipsy, you're a graduate student. You're learning German. You're participating in all of this. Like, how do you, where is it, where is it coming from? Yeah, where is this? Where is it coming from? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a very, really um, good question. Thinking about it right now, I think it has to do with this wonderful German word that I really like, Leidenschaft, which it has to do with passion. And then that would actually give me reasons to not quit at one point where it get difficult. It wasn't, it was never easy. I was able, I was able, I faced different things that I've never actually experienced in my life. Positive and negative uh, things, and at one point I found I found purpose. I felt like 
like I said earlier, we all have the power to be a point of light. And I remember times where I had, I was looking for something that was bigger than me. I was looking for a mentor. I was looking for someone to actually give me directions. I look at myself years later and the things that I've seen if I was this four years old child I would see me right now and I realized that I've always I've always been who I've been looking for and if I didn't have if I, I use my platform right now to to just be the best version of myself for people that are looking for the opportunities to find people to look okay. forward to so what is the next project Tell us more about the Rebirth Music mm. series. Uh, okay. Or is that the next, is, is that the next project? Um, yeah, that's something that I would actually like to um, separate. Um, one community project is mostly, it has to do with the social project that we just do from the social perspective. Then um, Two Tipsy is just who I as a musician and musical artist. That's what I do. For me, that's my own part of it. Part of it so it's rebirth has to do with two tipsy and um for re for the the next phase for two tipsy it's actually the rebirth series I'm, I'm i'm thinking of actually doing which i started already it actually was inspired by what happened in 2020 i moved to germany i was so busy doing a lot of things social projects studying learning language but 2020 was a year that everyone had to take a break, right. pause, you understand? And it gave me time to reflect a lot. And I was thinking about everything about my life, thinking about people around me, thinking about things I've done, things I need to do to reparent myself, to be reborn. To, to Those are the things I was thinking about. And it all connected. And I thought about it as like, okay, why don't I share my stories, my experiences, what I have, what I went through and what people have went, what people around me have gone through. So like the, when you were like the first episode that is out now, which is my woman, my pride, it, it's just, these are stories, it's based on true stories of people around me, even around, around myself, actually. It's something that I was thinking, okay, why don't I share these experiences to the world? And we, but the team is actually very happy that the progress of the first episode is actually almost 20,000 in three weeks. Toy, toy, toy in German. Yeah, and um, we hope that the next episode, people are really looking forward to the next episode. I hope it's coming out soon and it's possible. So you've written it? It's ready? We, uh, yeah, we're, we're working towards it. We have to think about exactly the, um, the corona restrictions. These are things that we put in mind every time mm -hmm. because... Yeah, it's very important. And but at the same time we, we we try to make sure that we do something that is what is important in our work is spreading love and hope. Okay. So when you write when you write a song, mm -hmm. are you thinking about someone to play the part of the role you're singing about? Yeah. As we guess this rebirth um some series, yeah, that has that I have to put in mind too. Okay. A lot because it's part of the um, it's part of the, um, the, um, the story because it has to feel real. For me, I'm very interested in the emotional connection of the 
of the of the of the of the story that we're telling. Okay. So it's we're not most the thing is that it's not just about even being professional. It's the authenticity. That is very important. I would not call myself as a professional music artist. I'm just I would say that for me personally, I just see myself as tile. Okay. That can that is just singing. That can sing. That I don't have to um be I don't have to be like a oh, this is this is the brand, this is it, this is what I it just comes naturally. Like it for me, it's, I've, I I I draw inspiration from authenticity. So that's why I have to think so much about who are the people part of this project. That's basically. I hope I made sense. Now you, <laughs> <coughs> you didn't. So, yeah. where do you see yourself in the next twelve months? I like when I started this um, interview. I said something about fate. F A T E fate. I hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing is, I was also asked this question. I really like this question a lot. The thing, the thing is that two years ago, I didn't see myself talking to you having this wonderful inter- um, interview in this beautiful um, studio. Yeah, I can now. Yeah. And um, the thing is, I, in two years or in 12 months, I still still i don't have i don't see i don't know where i see myself i really cannot pinpoint that this is where i see myself but i know it's going to be a better version of me yeah that's more important that's That's, also the your part of reborn i think i can i can feel that from you too yeah you have a certain energy that's for sure and it's super positive thank you so much (laughs) it's like Mm. you're illuminating um and that takes us back to like yeah not advice, uh, maybe advice, but like, okay. When is the last time you visited home? Home. I have this popular saying, home is where the heart is. When is the last time you visited? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Have you been able to travel back home uh, during this pandemic? Um, unfortunately, I haven't. I I really would want, I was born in my priorities to go home this year which is still but because of the pandemic i really miss to go back to nigeria to my family it's been four years almost four years here in germany and um yeah i have not been home since i've been here that's the answer and i really want to go home okay just to hug my mom again that's the most important thing first then other projects comes what advice or tips would you give kids growing up in nigeria today uh, in one of my songs, Shoot for the Moon, one thing my mama always tells me, son, if you shoot for the moon and you miss your land amongst the stars, never ever settle for less. There's greatness within you. Um, in whatever you're going through, don't let any the circumstance that you find yourself define you. Whatever you're going through, dream big. It's okay to dream big. It's, it's it's a safer place. Why not do that? And keep working. Sounds like good advice. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so people who have listened to our podcast today, mm-hmm. how can they connect with your music and you? Oh yeah, you can. <laughs> you can connect with me by just 
searching on any digital platform to tipsy t-u-t-i-p-s-y upsilon uh, y <laughs> and yeah you can find me of course on any social media platform and yeah and just if you want to connect with me directly just send me a message and we connect ah so yeah basically that's yeah where you find me <laughs> excellent yeah well to tipsy thank you so much for coming in and sharing your story thank you so much for the invitation i have really had a good time oh, and you. it's also nice to actually say how you feel it's therapy too it is therapy <laughs> yeah it's good yeah thanks dude yeah it's true and if you can love me now leave me später leave me später meine Frau